Let me tell you a story about my wrestling team in high school. So my high school, which was Norwich Free Academy in Norwich, Connecticut, had one of the best wrestling programs in the country. The coach was a guy named Carl Snitkin, and he used to be a world-class powerlifter. The guy was, he was a monster. The guy was an absolute unit. Now, when I joined the team, this team had won six state championships in a row, which I think is a record that stands to this day. Now, being on the wrestling team was very prestigious at the school. Every year, about 120 guys would try out, and they would take about 25. And the tryouts were so grueling that they didn't even have to cut kids. Most of them just quit over the course of the week. The tryouts lasted the week, and most of these kids just quit. They couldn't take it. It was that tough. I mean, it was legendary. So my senior year, I had never wrestled before. I had done some judo when I was younger. My senior year, I get the bright idea, I'm going to try out for the team. Why? Because I was fat and out of shape, and I had just gotten an appointment to the Coast Guard Academy, and I was going to have to go through basic training, and I said, I got to get in shape for this. So really, that was, that was the reason why I joined the team. I just wanted to get in shape, and it was nuts. It was absolutely nuts to believe that I could make the team because it was so competitive. Everybody wanted to be on that team. It was a terrible idea. And like I said, the tryouts were incredibly hard. And sure enough, when I showed up in the gym the first day, there was about 120 guys there. And the next day, there were less. And the next day, there were less. And by Friday, there was about 40 people left. I was still there. Now, I had to wrestle this guy named Fred to get a spot on the team. It was like the final day of the tryouts. I was in the 189-pound weight class, and Fred was a sophomore, and I had to wrestle him to get the spot on the team. And the match went the full six minutes, and I lost two to one. Now, if you think about this, like I figured I was done. I figured I I was going to get cut from the team. But if you think about this, I mean, even though Fred was a sophomore, he'd been wrestling for two years. And I was just some guy that walked in off the street and almost beat him. I almost beat him. So Carl Snitkin watched this, you know, this guy that just wandered in off the street and almost beat his varsity wrestler with five days of experience, and he let me stay on the team. Well, the tryouts were the easy part. The practices got even tougher from there. We used to run up and down stairs for like two hours straight every day. I think the practices were like three or four hours. People were puking all over the place. It was nuts. And my whole body was so sore. My calves were so sore from running stairs. I could barely walk. Now, I didn't get a lot of playing time that year. I wasn't that good. I wasn't that good. I mean, yes, I ended up beating Fred consistently after that. But there was a guy that was 171 pounds the next weight class down And he was a better wrestler than me, so he got to wrestle the varsity matches. I got to wrestle eight matches that year, and I was four and four. So, not too bad. I also came in second place in the tournament. So, here's the kicker. Carl Snicken passed away a couple years ago. And before he died, uh, he said in an interview, and I I I never saw this. I never saw this. No one forwarded me an article. I just heard about this through the grapevine. So, maybe it's apocryphal. 
Maybe it doesn't exist. All I know is somebody told me this. This was like 10 years ago. And he was asked what his favorite three wrestlers were. So he named this one guy who was like New England champion three years in a row. And another guy who was like New England champion two years in a row. And he named me. (laughs) It was four and four, like wrestling one year, senior year. So why me? And it was because I tried harder than anyone he had ever coached because I was teachable. Because I was always looking to learn. I mean, listen, like athletically, I am like Mr. Magoo. I am not an athletic person. You know, I've done a bunch of sports. Maybe I'm average. You know, I played baseball until about age 15. I played volleyball in high school. I played tennis in high school. Uh, As an adult, I've done racquetball. I've done pretty well. But I'm not like a naturally athletic person, you know. So I never talked to Carl Snicken again. Uh, After I graduated, I never saw him again, which makes me really sad. And I always wanted to go back to the school and say, hey, what's up? And check in with them and, you know, shoot the shit. And I never did that. I never did that. And he passed away a couple years ago and I never got to talk to him. And I got to tell you that experience on the wrestling team really made me the person I am today. You know, it was harder than the military. Physically, it was more physically challenging. It was harder than the military. It's one of the toughest things I've ever done, you know. And I'm really sad that I didn't start out as a freshman on that team. Because I would have been pretty good, you know. But, so what's the moral of the story? Well, there is a big moral to the story. So let me start from the beginning. You talk to people these days and they're like, society is rigged. The economy is rigged. And the only way you can get ahead is if you have the right parents and you go to the right Ivy League school and you have the right lineage. And nothing could be further from the truth. I mean, this is true in a lot of cases, but hard work will also get you there. And that's how I've gotten ahead in life, by outworking the competition, always. You know, it was the same for Lehman. Like, Lehman was like the NFA wrestling team. I had a one in a million shot of getting hired. And I got hired. And the reason I got hired is because I demonstrated that I could outwork the competition. You know, so I outworked everyone. And even in this cushy job that I have as a financial writer where I sit in this office and I just type all day and it's a cushy job, like I continue to outwork the competition. So look, you can do the minimum. You know, 99% of the people in this world do the minimum. They work a nine-to-five job. They go home. They watch their shows. They drink a beer, pet the dog. Life is good. Yeah, you can do that. And it's, that's fine, you know. But you have to be a little bit obsessed. And it's not just about money. I'm not doing this entirely for money. It's a little bit about the money. It's a little bit about the money. But I'm really doing it because it's fun. So I want to talk about procrastination for a little bit. Procrastination is the worst thing in the world. Procrastination will destroy your dreams one at a time. So what is procrastination? Well, procrastination is when you put off a task that is unpleasant. So 
You know, the funny thing is, is a lot of people think writing is unpleasant. If you give like 99% of people a writing assignment, they'll wait until the last minute to do it because they think it's unpleasant. They'll put it off until the last minute. I actually like writing. So I actually procrastinate on other things by writing. If there's something I don't want to do, <laughs> like write an email or uh, do some administrative work or something like that, I will actually write first and do the other stuff later. I do the hard thing first. You know, I always do the writing first. A lot of people find that bizarre, but that's how I spray content all over the Internet. You know, I'm just spraying content from a fire hose. So is work ethic teachable? That's the question. If you have kids, how do you teach work ethic? Well, a lot of it is the power of example. You know, what do you what do your kids see you doing? But you have to start that in childhood, I think. Or maybe not. Because when I was a kid, I was lazy. I was really lazy. Like, I didn't hand in my homework on time. I didn't do papers. I, I didn't do chores. I was I was a lazy kid. And I think most kids are lazy. But I was probably lazier than most. You know, and I got by by being smart. And, you know, just kind of doing the minimum. And that's the way I was up until... Really, up until the wrestling team, which changed my life, you know. <laughs> and the funny thing about Carlson, just getting back to wrestling again, the guy was he just was incredibly charismatic. It was just this larger than life personality, but he was not a taskmaster. He didn't yell at people. He didn't scream and yell. He wasn't an angry guy. There was just something about him that was so compelling, and he just had a positive out- outlook on life. So. You have so many things competing for your time that you do not have the luxury of procrastinating. And I am going to school right now and I do assignments weeks ahead of time, you know. And it's funny because uh, it's I'm going to an online program and they have these submission things where you have to submit before 11.59 p.m. that night. And you see people submitting at 11.56 and 11.58 and 11.59. And I handed my stuff in like four days earlier, you know. <laughs> The last time I pulled an all-nighter for anything was in college, and that was stupid. I used to pull all-nighters all the time. I'd wait until the last minute. I'd start writing a paper at 11 at night. I'd be done at 5 in the morning. Stupid. Stupid procrastination. So what does this all have to do with your money? Hard work and procrastination. Let's talk about hard work for a minute. I mean, you've heard my thoughts on the revenue side. Now, the revenue side is this phenomenon where a lot of people think that the way to get wealthy is to cut expenses to the bone, but there's actually a limited amount you can do there. And the other way to get wealthy is to make more money. And that often involves work. You know, cutting expenses isn't really work. You're just making yourself miserable, which is different. You know, work is work, you know, so that's the revenue side. And I'm not saying you have to take a crappy job like, well, there's no crappy jobs. There's no, let me just say that. There's no crappy jobs. But I'm not saying you have to deliver pizzas in your spare time, okay? You don't have to do that. But my guess is there's something else you could be doing to make more money if you really thought about it. There's a lot of hours in the day. You could be spending that time being an entrepreneur, building a small business, that maybe one day turns into a big business. And if it doesn't, even if it fails, even if you fail at whatever you do, you are going to have so much fun. And it will make your life so full of joy. And you'll be tired. 
but you'll be happy. Remember, I'm not the money guy. I tell, the, I tell people this all the time. I'm not going to make you rich. I, I don't, I, I, there's, nothing I can, there's nothing I can say that will make you rich. Absolutely nothing. But I can make you happy. I, I can make you happy. I can, I, can, I can sort of tell you the things that you can do to make more money, but I can really tell you how you can be happy. And as far as the procrastination goes, nobody likes to do hard things. You know, I can tell you the difference between the successful people and the unsuccessful people. The successful people do the hard things and they do them first. And I talked about this recently in a Substack about stress. He who puts himself through the most stress wins. Most people are afraid of life being hard. And I welcome it. I want it to be hard. So if you have a list of things to do, don't do the easy ones first. Do the hard ones first. Get after it. And that applies to paying down debt. Absolutely. You see, the Dave Ramsey way to do this is the candy ass way to do it. Pay down the smallest balance first so you feel good about yourself. Do the easiest thing first. Do the easiest thing first. That's not a, that's not a recipe for success. No, you want to do the hard thing first. You want to pay down the balance with the highest interest rate, but go ahead. Go after the biggest balance. You know, Start working at it. So that does it for me today. I got to head off to my conference, which is another hard thing. Thanks for listening to the Be Smart Podcast. See you next time.